Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. Which brings us to Cold. I, I also just found out that we can go ahead and kind of get into more things. I just found out Meryl won't be joining us. She is uh, not well at the moment. She's kind of like me. I'm kind of under the weather. So I told Abraham, I said, this is my, uh, as soon as I'm done with interviews and stuff, staying in bed all day long. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be a movie day for me. Um, but she used her tribal council pass. We'll, we'll speak with her another time. <laughs> So I had to, yeah, I had to throw it out there. So uh, welcome, everybody. We've kind of already started, but if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see we are with uh, the first three members of the jury, and we have so much to dive into. There's so much to talk about. Abraham and myself are both here. All right. I want to start off by saying this, and I've been waiting to say this. Okay, so going into the jury, you guys had the majority on multiple fronts so not only with the original messu tribe members but then with the breakfast club members outside of tony obviously tony they didn't include you in the whole (laughs) breakfast club that you weren't lucky there and then you had steffi this is for you you had two members out of the three full package now on the jury so I'm just sitting here and I'm like, where did this all go wrong? It's like once the merch hit, you guys turned on each other. Dante, I'll go to you first, just because you were kind of looked at all season as like the ringleader of this group. So so what happened once we hit merge here? So, you know, you track all of this back to, I think, day two when uh, Marilyn myself had the conversation and she made it clear that uh, as soon as we get to merge, she's going to cut me. So um I knew this day would come, um, you know, but for me, all the way through until merge, I was hopeful that the Breakfast Club will stick together because we basically had the numbers. We had Felix, uh, you know, the, uh, kind of adding to the Breakfast Club. Uh, and then Kalani was very close to Steffi. So, I mean, we had no reason to to, to kind of uh, do much, but just, you know, make sure that we stick together and, and vote the, uh, forward. So I felt that, you know, at least final seven, final six. And then we can start to, you know, rearrange the breakfast club and start to disintegrate. So for me, it was, I felt it was early, but obviously everyone had their own reasons and gameplay uh, as to why they wanted to move forward the way they did. Uh, they did. So, um, 
Yeah, so it was, I expected it. I just thought it was, uh, it would be, you know, one or two votes later. Uh, I couldn't tell if that was like the the break of the Breakfast Club, if that was that final scene, you know, everyone raising their arms like that from the movie. I couldn't tell if it was that moment or if it was like earlier on when the Breakfast Club formed like week one and I thought Chappies was a part of the Breakfast Club and then he got sent home and I was like, okay, he's not. So I'm like, uh, Steffi, I'll go to you for this because you have that relationship with Chappies. Was he ever part of that breakfast like Club Alliance or was that just something the edit showed us, but he was never part of that group? We, we you know, shaked on, on the breakfast club at breakfast in that morning. Um, I think it was the morning before he got voted out. Um, or actually, it's the morning the the day before he got voted out and that was a shock to me so i felt that i couldn't trust the, the breakfast club um fully um and obviously the ringleader here um dante <laughs> because we had a conversation on on the island at masu 1.0 before the tribe swap and dante told me like there's a clear hierarchy in the the breakfast club and, and based on his priority list and I'm last on the on the list. <laughs> um I don't know I don't remember I don't know if you remember or recall that conversation, but you you explicitly told me like, you know, I'm the least closest to you. So um it's I mean after merge it's game on. Uh, <laughs> and that's and that was like maybe on day five already. So <laughs> wow. And Tony, Tony just wasn't eating breakfast that morning. So she didn't get the invite <laughs> to the breakfast club. Where were I, you, Tony? I find it so as, as a Survivor fan, I still think it's one of the worst alliances ever built on day one. Because <laughs> the very first tribal council we go to, three names come up. And all three of them are in the breakfast club. <laughs> Dante's name, Shane's name, and Chappie's. And I'm like, but hold on, there's an, an alliance, a breakfast club of six and four people you can vote out, but three of these people got vote, got names. I think I was just like, even when I watched it, even though I knew what it was, had happened, when I watched I was like, wait now, how's this an alliance? You know? <laughs> I think the whole situation, uh, and going back to Chappies just for a minute, is I didn't know who Chappies loved more on the island, his uh, pre-relationship with Steffi. Or like his fanboying moment with Dante when they kind of hugged it out and everything in that moment. I for sure thought we were getting like a Chappies and Dante duo here. And Dante, <laughs> you shocked me. I'm like sitting there watching it and I just hear you say, look, we Chappies, you know, you bring up the fact that he was looking for the idol and you got to target him. And I was like, whoa, Dante like that was like, nope, I'm cutting Chappies loose. We're getting rid of him here. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I keep mentioning that the Chappie speak, I think, could be discussed in like, you know, a completely different podcast because of all the intricacies that kind of was involved with those two votes. But in short, um, you know, I, I was so keen to work with Chappies. I was so excited to play with him. But for the first day and a half, uh, as the edit show, you know, we made our little secret alliance. But each time I approached him, I got all these empty, elusive answers from him. And I couldn't actually settle on, you know, getting any information from him. And <laughs> at the same time, PK came to me and he he basically told me, listen, let's create an alliance. So then waking up that night, I had an option. Uh, you know, I could either dig with Chappies and Steffi or I can use this to my uh, advantage and 
use it as a wedge between him and the rest of the alliance. And uh, that's exactly what I did. So that's why I woke up Alessa because she was part of the PK uh, alliance. And that would basically then solidify my my trust in PK because, you know, I'm waking up one of his alliance members to basically flip on my own. And, you know, that's that was my ticket into the alliance with PK and uh, Palesa. Double agent, eh, Dancer? <laughs> Double it, agent. I'm the disease and I'm the dodgy one. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always interesting to see how you, with South Africa, even Australia, play Survivor versus the U.S. Um, one thing we noticed in this week's episodes was the use of the word goat, the use of the word uh, um, who's going to have a better resume at the end, where in my season, we never spoke them words. We were like, hey, we're just going to go out of here and play. That's not to say that we had some bad vote-offs, which mine was. Um, and y'all had a bigger tribe. So I'm going to go to a funny moment that I saw in episode 13 where we got Phil out there peeing on himself. What is... <laughs> I mean... How did you, how did you get... How do you get to Phil peeing himself from the question yeah. about the goat? <laughs> you got to go. I mean, because you got Phil out there just like, what are you doing, Phil? Now, we know that editing will get a lot of stuff and we know editing will miss a lot of stuff that we think is important to the game. But Phil, I looked at Phil. I was like, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. <laughs> what I am saying is. When who was standing next to him was like, hey, Phil, what you doing? The wind is blowing my way. <laughs> so I was next to him <laughs> and he actually peed because he wanted to sway me off my game. Right. I oh. actually, that's what I think why he did it. And it was so hectic because the wind blew and he's, he literally peed on me. Like, <laughs> And it was so bad because I'm, I couldn't move my feet because if I moved my feet, I would be disqualified. Every so I time I think I, every time I think I have this game figured out, something like that happens. Like I'm going to look at back at that moment. And now like the way you put it, I'm going to be like, Phil, did Phil P to throw Steffi off of the, I mean, what was going through your mind in that moment? Like it just had to be like, what is going on here? I was upset. <laughs> But you can't, you know, you have to stay focused because you're doing a challenge. Yeah. Um, so you can't, you can't lose focus. But, and, and it was just comical because, because, I mean, obviously, there was ample time to, to pee before the challenge. That's what I was thinking. That's what I, I'm like, okay, did he just throw you guys right in it? You had to have a chance to use the restroom. All the other boys did use the restroom or... <laughs> You know, so just one boy didn't. <laughs> Everything is a strategy in Survivor. Everything is a move. Um, it's a lot of activity going. I would like for us, I would love for them to show what happens in between the edits, the stuff that we don't see. So I got to go back to you, Steffi. Were you wearing a lot of the challenges? You were competing in a lot of the challenges, but the one that seemed like it struck a chord was the one that uh, they got, Phil got to go to the outpost and you had a chance to win it but you gave it up. Would you go back and change that? No, to be honest, I would change the one we full beat on me because I actually gave, like I threw that challenge. Like I, I stood oh. there and I had a conversation with him and I asked him if he could still go. And he said, yeah. And I was like, okay, but I could probably go longer than you. But anyway, I don't want to be a challenge beast and I don't want the first individual immunity so you can have it. But I didn't say that that is the reasoning behind me 
saying, you can have the first one. The thing is, like, if I started winning individual immunities, like, especially the one before merge, with only one, if I did, did not throw that one, then, and if I did not allow Tony to go to Outpost, um, she wouldn't have trusted me. I, I have to defend myself there because I used to say you would have beat me. I can stand up like a little statue for oh. hours. I was very... Tough. 100%. Then it would have been game on. Because um, I, I also won the first um, individual immunity when I stood with um, Dante, you can attest to that, in season seven, where I stood with a pole or bucket, whatever it was, of, um, over my head for mm-hmm. an hour and 30 minutes. So that was I my... Also won the first immunity. We both actually won first years. Oh, yeah. So, so it, that, it doesn't matter, Tony. The thing is, it would have gone on and it would have been stupid. You know, it yeah. would have been, especially being in a secret sub-alliance, um, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I love how Dante's like, I'm not getting in the middle of this. No, I want to. <laughs> no, it, it was between you guys. Uh, Tony, I do want to go to you next and say, I don't know if you guys are into the Avenger movies, but I feel like we collected the last of the Infinity Stones here in the tattoo trio between you, PK, and uh, Tevin. There was so much talk early on in the game about uh, you three and the tattoos. And there was a funny moment. I can't remember which who said it? I'm trying to remember it might have been you correct me if I was wrong Tony but someone out of that tattoo trio said I hate how people aren't letting us play I think it was the vote PK went home yes, and yes, you yes, yes. and you hated how you know everyone was just assuming that you guys are together and stuff because of the tattoo the tattoos that you have and the the history you guys have together and I was like okay yeah, yeah that makes sense coming into the game that would be annoying because you know right off the bat everyone is like by the way Amazing dog. Sorry to interrupt, <laughs> but I love dogs. So love. Um, but no, like I was like coming into the game, that would be annoying. But then after that was said, viewing it as, you know, as someone watching, I was like, but wait a minute, they are working together. So like nobody is wrong here. So I want to know coming into but the so game. Was, like, so was Dante working with Mer- Meryl just because they don't have a tattoo doesn't mean yeah, they weren't working together. That's, you know? that's so where I was. Yeah, Dante, get ready, because that's where I'm going next with the relationship, <laughs> you and Meryl. But uh, yeah, so was that always and I uh, was that always a thing for you guys? I'm getting a call from my agent, so I'm going to have to mute here while you give your answer. But <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah, let us know the relationship uh, between you guys. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, PK, myself and Tevin are very close. There's no denying it. But, you know, Dante is very close with Meryl and and you know, he's got all these other people who are very close with each other, like Marion and Shane were very close. We just had a piece of artwork that we had done four years ago to indicate an experience, a shared experience that we had together. That was all really. But I knew that they were going to limit my game. Um, just like Meryl said to Dante, merge comes, we're we're done. I was kind of like, oh, I'm kind of gonna be needing to be done sooner than that, because I knew that they could sink my game. I was looking forward to getting together with Tevin because PK is more of an emotional connection. So I didn't really want to get too emotionally invested with playing with him because that could sink me. And also he's a bit of a loose cannon. And I even said it. I was like, oh, PK already thinks he's running the show. No, 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 you know. But Tevin is a very smart, like I, I want to play with that kind of mind. So I definitely would have aligned more with Tevin eventually. 
and mm. I was willing to lose PK along the way because um, I knew that that target was there. But it just annoyed me that there was a visible target because of a tattoo, whereas there were other very other real relationships in the game that just didn't have a matching tattoo. I could, I could, I could feel that, especially coming in, like having that. Everyone obviously has that preconceived notion. I do want to apologize. I am so sorry, guys, for that. Um, I'm like, got to take it. I was like, hurry up, finish what you're saying. <laughs> um, uh, but Dante, have to go to you next for the Merrill situation, like I said. Because everyone, once the merge happened, was looking at that like Merrill and Dante. If we can't get Dante out, let's cut him at the knees and take out Merrill. I didn't see just from someone viewing, I didn't see Merrill as your second Dante. I was looking more at I'm trying to remember. It, I was looking more at Steffi, honestly. I didn't know how close you guys were in the game, but were you guys actually a pair? Did you see yourself as a pair or were you and Merrill like oblivious to what everyone else thought about you guys? No, I think, you know, I think Merrill is one of the best social play uh, players that, South Africa's franchise I've seen. And, uh, you know, getting to day one, getting to the mat, st standing next to Merrill on, in the same tribe even, um, you know, is obviously a disadvantage. Just as much as, you know, Tony explained now with her uh, alliance or her past relationship. So, obviously, it's a disadvantage, but we are here standing in the game. You can might as well make the best of it. It's another person, another vote. It's a person you know well. Why the hell would you, you know... Um, try to get rid of it. So, um, you know, everyone knows that it's out there. So that's how I, um, I saw it, at least from my perspective. Meryl can answer for herself in the future. But um, so for me, you know, it was very difficult when Meryl told me, listen, I'm going to cut you at merch. It was it was difficult for me to, to grasp the, the, the reasoning behind it. I understood she wanted to play her own game. And I also wanted to kind of, you know, put my footprint without having the shadow of Meryl, uh, Meryl next to me. So we each each of us wanted to play the own game and own the, our own moves, which I think in this season we managed to kind of uh, separate our games to a degree. I would like to believe so. So um, it, just for me, getting to close to merge, I just realized like, well, we've got a good thing going. It's me and you. Steffi's there. Shane is there. Marion is there. I've got Felix. Uh, uh, you've got Galani. Like we've got a beautiful little family here, uh, and you know we can just keep on moving forward. So. Um, Again, you know, uh, Meryl was, uh, she wasn't part of my plan going into the game, but mm. when she was there standing next to me, I had to include her into my game because she's another person to play with. Abraham, go ahead if you now, have a question, man. Now, we saw everybody get blindsided. All the <laughs> votes, all four votes were executed for blind size. They, they might have been, a, from the edit, it made it look like it was perfect, but from the actual behind the scenes, I'm pretty sure it was kind of choppy. Now, who felt like they didn't know they was going to get blindsided? Who had a feeling? Steffi, I know you went home with an idol in your pocket. So don't bring it up. Don't bring it up, Abraham. <laughs> it was the worst thing ever. But the thing is, I actually sat there and I felt at Tribal Council something was not right because I usually make eye contact with everyone. That's who I am. When I talk to you, I look you in the eyes and, you know, I have that connection. And none of the people looked me in the eyes, you know, at Tribal Council. They were, but, you know, but it's it's weird because you kind of give people the benefit of the doubt because you, you've you been in this game for so long now. It's 25 days and 
you really feel that you've built good relationships and you kind of go out of the game into the humanity type of, you know, we bonded type of, you know, and, and then you lose the plot and <laughs> you get voted out with an idol in your pocket. <laughs> you, I, I had to imagine it had to be tough to sleep that night. Steffi, just being a survivor fan, do you still have the do you still have the idol? I know some people they come out of the game and they're like, nope, I don't want anything to do with it. I do have the idol. I think I'm going to auction my idol. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh Dante, kind of the turn things onto you now again. It was you versus Dino all season. I loved it. You had some iconic moments this season when it came to Dino. I love the fact when Dino won the puzzle. You're looking at everyone and you're saying, see, this is why we need to get this guy off. Are, are you seeing it? And no one ever went with you on the Dino plan. And I, I feel for you a little bit. Obviously, I haven't played the actual game Survivor, but I was doing an online game and I did the same thing. There's this guy. I was like, he's got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. Sure enough, I get voted out and he ends up making the final five. So um, explain to us that situation between you and Dino. Is it just because he's a challenge piece or do you see him as, you know, this is a guy who can win the game because of his social play and everything. What's that relationship between you and him? So to go to work backwards, you know, if we look at this uh, past episode where he won a car, um, it was just amazing to me that, you know, um, to use myself as an example, people were very adamant to get rid of me because I'm abrasive. But here we have a guy who literally builds and solves puzzles for a living and he wins the car and he just glides through as if nothing happened. It, just, it was quite <laughs> astonishing, you know, because, because that kind of showed me or that kind of, you know, seeing that I hope that whoever's left in the game brought lunch because it's going to very be going to be a very long day and also bring a super uh jacked up game because if you are going to let someone like that just slide right through, then i hope you have everything in place in an order to to counter that you know but to just answer the question from the beginning is um you know in season seven i had this thing with um with rob and, um, you know, my gut feels this said from day one, this is the person of all of all 2021 of us. This is the person that's going to end up being a problem. And, you know, and halfway through the season, I started to try and, uh, you know, get the loose change together and kind of bring everyone together to vote out Rob. And, you know, we, we all know how the uh, season seven ended. So with this season going on, uh, starting day one, I'm standing on the mats. I look across. I see Dino. And for no other reason, I don't know what, why, I just realized, like, this is the guy this season. This is going to be the guy that I need to beat. So, um, yeah, it's kind of, you know, a uh, flashback to, to season seven. But um, it was just, you know, I, there's something about Dino that I've realized that I can't really put into terms. But so it's something I saw in him that I couldn't put into words to show the others. And I think that was the reason why, you know, I just couldn't get him... Um, or get anyone on my side to to get him out of the game. I mean, I, I was kind of laughing while sitting here because while you were explaining that, uh, both Steffi and Tony was like, yeah, he's just sliding by. I count three votes here. You know, you, that's the start of a move. So now I want to hear your guys' perspective of why you weren't so fixated on getting out, you know, going with Dante and getting out Dino. Tony, I'll start with you. Why was that not a priority for you at the time? Uh, it in, was in obvious that Dante didn't want to play with me. 
So Mm -hmm. the only way I could get myself through the game is to align with the person that Dante also doesn't want to play with. (laughs) You know, there was no way that I could go like, hey, Dante, I know you get rid of Dino. Can can I join that now? Because he'd be like, Fuck off, because he didn't want to play with me. It's obvious, you know. So what else can I do but but uh, go sleep with the other enemy, you know? Like I, I, I had to pick an enemy to sleep with. And Dante didn't want to sleep with me, so I sleep with Dino. <laughs> or try, or try, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in, in the sense of the game. Yes, I, li- yes. I like how you put that. Uh, I Steffi. To, I had to choose an enemy to sleep with. And although I also felt like Dino was definitely a threat in the game, and I completely mm-hmm. agree with where Dante was coming from, um, Dante and I weren't having these conversations. The, the, we didn't have that flow of in that conversation between us. So, unfortunately, if I can't play with Dante, I have to play with Dino. It's the it's the conversation that will never be. I'm like, what would have happened if Tony went up to Dante and said, "Hey, let's do this. Let's vote up." And Dante I just, and I could have made the most unlikeliest of alliances because they want to be like, "There's no way those two are playing together." You're you're that telling me that would have been a power duo because nobody would have seen it coming. Nobody. Dante, if, if she came to you, even if you didn't want to work with her, and I agree with everything Tony says, you probably made the right move there because, like, even if you get Dino out, where do you go from there? So I understand that. But, Dante, even if, even though you, you aren't really wanting to play with Tony and what her game is at the moment, you would have been all on board, right? If she came to you and said, hey, I'll be a number, let's get Dino out. Definitely. If anyone came to me and, uh, you know, acknowledged, uh, you know, the idea that Dino might be a threat. But then again, I think, by then, uh, I think just after the sec- uh, after the swap or merge, you know, uh, we got wind of, I think, Tony and Dino had played games or, I don't know, there was a relationship out of the game. So I knew that, you know, between the two of us, she would much rather shift towards Dino's side than to my side. So I was kind of stuck with, you know, trying to convince the Breakfast Club and perhaps a Tasian because of, of, after they tried to vote out Tasian, he was a free agent to try and, you know, recruit. But uh, that also obviously, you know, didn't really uh, pan out. Now, I, I, I got a, so a question. There were a lot of idols. There was a lot of rewards. Do, you, do y'all feel like it was the right mixture for your season, this particular season, considering that everybody was a return player? Mm, I, I think okay, it I was just I better just say one thing that I was really irritated about, and that was that damn mud ball challenge. That was the hardest challenge ever, 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 ever. And then we got a fucking bunny chow. Then the <laughs> next challenge is like blindfolded, whack, whack, whack for 10 minutes, and they get to go to the stop shop, and there's an advantage, and there's cake, and there's chicken. Yeah. I was like, I was so miserable. Like, to be honest, I'm grateful for any little thing that you get. I was very grateful for those bunny chows. But when I watched that television and I saw that one stop shop thing, after that blindfolded, I was very sour. But um, yeah. in terms of idols and advantages, I think that it was quite a nice mixture of things that were in the in the throw. I think it was actually quite exciting. As a as a survivor fan, I actually found the advantages, the idols and stuff that were in this season quite exciting. Zephy, you had something to add on to that? I think the outpost element was great because in yeah. our season we had Island of Secrets. Um, there's always something different that, that it adds to the game. It's an exciting thing. And um, it allows, you know, it's, it opens the game um, for anyone, you know, because it's by chance that you get to go. I, I like I like when Shane found the diplomatic immunity idol, but you couldn't use it 
because somebody else had already used it. I was like, why did y'all put that back in play? U.S. players, U.S. players are like playing down here. No offense, Abraham. They're playing down here, and you guys are like up here when it comes to like fake immunity idols and hiding them at tribal. I'm like, oh my gosh! Like Survivor South African players, they know the game. Like it seems like every one of you guys is a super fan of the game, and it just some. Go ahead. There was actually a fake community idol amongst us in my Super 1.0, remember, the one that Tajan had built. So yes. there wasn't even just the Shona and Seamus one. There was another one, and somebody had dug through um, bags, and they found this thing in Tajan's bag, and they were like, oh, my word, there's another one. So there was even more to what you guys saw. There was, like, <laughs> so, there was, so, a, there was so, a moment on, on Yan, or Yantau uh, 2.0 where I can't remember who went home this tribal, but you guys are heading to tribal and everybody is pulling out like idols left and right. Dante's flashing this expired idol around. Like he's like, I got this. I'm not going home. I know I'm the target. Uh, Dante, that, that had to be wild just because it seemed like everyone, that was the one Pelissa went home. So it seemed like everyone had something other than Pelissa and, and Meryl, although Meryl kept saying it's between them. And I'm like, you have the tribal council pass. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? So, it, I mean, going into that tribal, if you can look back all the way back then, um, what was the feeling knowing that everyone has something uh, up their sleeve? Yeah, you know, the big thing about coming into tribal with a fake idol is you are so vulnerable on the inside. And I think I mentioned this on the edit, but you need to be you, you need to come across so confident on the outside as if you are playing a real idol. So for three days, I had to kind of work with this idol in a, in a confident way to not, you know, give away my hand. And uh, obviously that idol was the one that kind of, you know, uh, let me go into merge because that was the the eve of merge. Um, so yeah, so obviously it was nerve wracking to sit there, you know. And at any time, if anyone decided just to switch things up and throw two three votes my way, it would have been me, you know. And, um, if if Palesa was not the person to go home because Meryl would have played her <laughs> thing. So um, yeah, so you know, for me it was uh, I could have actually played it perhaps differently. I could have given it to Felix. For Felix to play it maybe between him or Teresa, and then maybe uh, Teresa would have stayed in the game, and then the game would have ended up differently at merge. But then again, would I have survived merge? It's a little bit of a tricky question, but I think, you know, in the end of the day, it made, it made me go into merge, and, you know, that's the most important thing, staying in the game. Now, now remind me, was that the same tribal that I, I don't think it was? Uh, sorry, I love the four episodes a week, but it is a lot of content. So I'm trying to make sure I go back and hit everything here. Uh, but Dante, there was one vote. You were that close. You were a, a Phil mess up away from, oh, it was, I think, the biggest blunder of the season. No offense. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yes, I know you're probably happy, but to me, I was like, it's the biggest blunder because, you know, Shona, no offense to her, love Shona, but she wasn't that big threat in the game like you were, Dante. Yeah. And Abraham and I viewing that, we were just like, what? As what, fans, what? How? Like, we had no idea we're sitting here counting the votes. And and so in that moment, did you think I, I believe you thought you were going home as well in that very moment? Uh, so it's it's actually quite nice because now out of the five, 
six interviews or whatever we've done, you got you're actually the first one asking about this vote, and it's an interesting one because um, that day um, I actually um, had a long conversation with Phil, and I tried to convince Phil uh, to try and consider uh, perhaps changing his outlook on how he's going for uh, further into the game and perhaps deciding or. Uh, considering maybe working with me or whoever I'm aligned with. So I told Phil, and I think I actually told Dino that day, listen, guys, this is what's going to happen. We're going to put these votes on Shona, these votes on you. Um, uh, and then, you know, it's according to how you got two guys will vote, that will dictate who's going home. So um, Dino having the idol, Phil was the one who was exposed. So with him being exposed, I think, during camp uh, before tribal, I managed to con I managed to confuse him just enough for him to uh, make a blunder at tribal. That's how I would like to to think about it because um, as he mentioned, he was afraid that it might be him. And I think that conversation at camp that I told him, listen, uh, you know, this is the way we're going to vote, and whatever you're going to vote, that's you know going to be the person going. And I I think, like I said, that was enough for him to maybe think that it could be him. Um, you know, and that ended up saving me. So it was, it was quite a, it was quite a special uh, uh, blunder, I would say. I would take <laughs> full credit of that move. I was like, oh, I, I the survivor gods are not, or they are in Dante's favor at the moment because <laughs> I don't know how you survived that. But congrats, man, congrats. <laughs> and and uh, Steffi, I want to go to you. There's a, another moment that broke my heart, and you could ask Abraham. I was like fanboy number one of the full package alliance. When you three got together and you're like, you're the social, you're the strategic, I'm the physical. I was like, oh, this is perfect. I am down for this. I'm getting like black, oh, what were they called? Black Widow vibes from like uh, Survivor US. I was like, I this is a, a women's trio that I can get behind. And then when Meryl joined uh, Masu or Masu 2.0, uh, you know, when she switched over there, I was like, okay, this, or yes, Marion, sorry, excuse me. Uh, so when Marion switched over, I was like, this is perfect. Like, this is going to help Steffi's game. And then you give us a confessional that says, Marion can mess up my game. I don't know if, you know, I like her being over here. And I was, it was just like heartbreak. I was like, no, what is going on? So explain to us that situation. Cause I'm like, I thought you girls had each other's back and backs. And I think that was the one moment that started to break that alliance apart. In that moment, I really considered flipping to the other side. I was because I, I formed a very good bond with Tony and I knew that Tony trusted me and I knew that she would have my back. Mm -hmm. um, so in that moment, during that confessional, I was really upset that Marion came over because things were going well. You know, we got rid of the Yonta 1.0s and we were building something. And I think if she hadn't come over, I would have probably flipped, mm -hmm. you know, um, because I just needed one more day to solidify that, you know, bond with Tony. But the problem with that alliance was that Tony was the only one that I had relationships, like a relationship with. I didn't know Phil. I didn't know Dino. Um, Tej and I knew didn't trust me. 
at that given point, he never trusted me. He doesn't trust anybody, it seems like. (laughs) And I tried working him very hard, uh, but he never trusted Mm -hmm. me. So the only person that I had in my corner in Tony's alliance was was her. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was too risky for me to to jump ship at that Mm -hmm. given point. So my good old faithful also. The problem is the uh, Yontao 2.0s, the breakfast club, remaining breakfast clubs, um, uh, alliance members had more time together. So I didn't know where I fell in the hierarchy. Um, if they, if we maybe st- stuck together as the breakfast club, when they would, when we would, li- when we, when it, imagine, okay, the time comes now that we have to start cannibalizing our own. I think, I felt that I was going to be the first. Okay. Right? Yes. Honestly speaking, because of the time spent in the game, they spent the entire game together. You're talking uh, the I, Breakfast Club when they had to the turn on each other. Club. Yes. Breakfast okay. Club minus Steffi. And for me, you know, when you're on the island, you have your brain splits into a few scenarios. And I just thought that the Breakfast Club brought me... Th- it didn't even bring me this far because I had to work my way through Masu 2.0. So do I really need them? No. <laughs> I like I like how you put that. Cannib- bringing cannibalism in a survivor game is like, that needs to be tradition because that's exactly what it is when it comes to alliances and turning on each other. Uh, before I let Abraham uh, ask his next question, I do want to get to, we, we saw your relationship blossom uh steffi and tony we saw you guys grow really close on that uh masu or is it masu yeah masu 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 2.0 uh and then tony i feel like you you kept leading my boy felix on you and tajan with uh (laughs) felix and uh who am i leaving out here felix and what was that yeah not phil but uh, Felix wanted to work with you guys, you and Tajan, and it just seemed like every time he was like, okay, we'll trust you guys again. And every time Felix you went with Steffi. <laughs> Felix? Because Felix came to myself and Tajan said, listen, guys, want to work with you, la, 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 la. Steffi goes to Steffi. This is Steph. I'm going to, I've told them, we'll work with them. So Steph came and told me this. And I was like, oh, okay, Felix. It was, it was Teresa who I was thinking, Felix and Teresa. I'm like, Tony and Tajan are going to work with them, right? And then, nope, one vote. And then they still trusted you. Next vote, now Teresa. And then Felix, I'm like, okay, now Tony and Tajan should be dead to you, Felix. Like, they've stabbed you in the back. And he still seemed like he was willing to work with you. I wish they showed a little bit of the edit because even, like, Felix, we, like, joke about it now because, like, he says that in one of his confessions, he's like, I can't believe Tony believes me. And then one of my confessions like, this guy keeps lying to me. (laughs) (laughs) What's actually funny, sorry, Tony, was that Felix was going to go. It was locked in. Felix was going to go when when, um, Pinty left. And then Mm. Felix came to me and he begged and he was like, please, I don't know what's going on, but I've got a bad feeling, Steffi. Can we please work together? It's me and you. And What's funny is the edit didn't show that because that, that was where my relationship with Felix started. So I went back to camp and I was like, guys, Felix just begged me 
just maybe he can be a better asset than Torizo because Torizo is very close to Dino that we know. Mm. So if Torizo went to merge, we would have a problem, Tony and myself, if Torizo linked up with Dino again, because that means that we would we would go down lower on the packing order packing order with with regards to Dino's priority. So it's like it was weird. And then we decided to keep Felix and then Felix voted me out. Ah, it all comes back in the end. Abraham, go ahead if you have which, which brings us to tribal council. Every tribal council had a lot of activity going on. Now, Nico, just like Jeff for us, is he kind of pokes the bear. He, he kind of, <laughs> I, I think he's sitting there watching to see whose facial expression is what. And then that's the person he goes after to try to get you to say something or to do something just to ignite a conversation. Now, with all those live conversations at Tribal, did it throw off the voting? Because we could see that everybody was getting up. Dante, you got up one time, you were talking, and people were just moving around, or was everybody just ready to vote? So for, for me at least, you know, I was, I was 100% correct with all the votes until I was voted out. So for me, <laughs> all of those votes, were locked in prior to getting to tribal council. Um, for my my g- kind of game plan from day one, I was I had a straightforward list of things I need to do and achieve to get to the end. So nothing swayed me, especially not a tribal council. So, um, but there was a few times like the one night where I tried to got my night where I tried to convince mm-hmm. uh, Kalani and Marion um, just to come back and vote with me. Because that, that was the night I felt the most uncomfortable and I felt that I didn't do enough at camp. So that's the only uh, uh, reason why I stood up and I tried to talk to, to uh, those two girls, which obviously, you know, didn't uh, pan out exactly the way I, I thought it would. A little bit. <laughs> I actually heard while watching that episode, I heard you told Marion that Steffi and Dino's too close. Like... Yes, Dino. Yeah, yeah, I read. That's what I read, like uh, on the subtitles. Steffi and, and Dino's way too close. So I was like, "Are you planting a seed for me to get voted out?" No, Dante. Like Dante is still playing the game. He's like, "No, nope, doesn't ring a bell." <laughs> yeah, not at all. I think what it was this. Just to, con- uh, just to make sure that she knows that Dino infiltrated uh, Marion, Merrill, and probably tried to infiltrate Steffi. Um, and, but by then, I didn't know that she was, uh, Marion was already working with Dino. So I was like a day or two too late. Uh, but I, you know, or, or picked up on it a little bit too late, though. Uh, so remind, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I remember correctly, all three of you guys had the opportunity to go to Outpost this season. Three different occasions. Um, I'm trying to remember all of them. Tony, you had to vote for who you thought was going to go home. And if you did, you would get a half idol with Phil. Steffi, you. It was the worst. It was the worst. Yeah, you didn't get food, nothing. Yeah, there's not even cookies. Anyway, and when I got back to camp and I told them there was no cookies, I could see they didn't believe me. There was no damn cookies. I don't think anyone believed anyone coming from the outpost this season. True. I'm pretty sure you could have told the it, like the the truth to a T 
And they still would have been like, nah, this is BS. No. (laughs) That was such an awkward one to go to because now I'm with Phil. Now, I can't say, hey, Phil, let's vote Dino or Phil out because it's Phil. So I'm like, I I need to say a name. Like, we need to to land on a name. So it's such an awkward conversation. So when I come back, I'm like, I I said, Shane. Now now Steffi's pissed off with me because I said, Shane, but fuck, what was I supposed to say? I can't say Dino or Phil because Dean, it's Phil. So it was such an awkward <laughs> outpost to go to because who's Hey, that let's do out? Shane. <laughs> Shane, <laughs> Shane, the one person was, no one's really talking about. Let's do Shane. Damned if I do, damned if I don't. Because if I come back and I say Dante, she's still going to be angry. If I say Marion, uh, well, Marion wasn't up. If I say Meryl, I was going to be in trouble. No matter who I said, I was going to be in shit. So, like, what do you do? Oh, you know? the Godfather would have found out. If you said Dante, it would have came back to the Godfather. <laughs> he would have found Dante out. It just seemed too obvious. That brings up a good question. Dante goes to the outpost with Tage and they get they get an idol that they have to give to somebody else on the opposite tribe. Dante keeps his Dante, you dirty to... dog. You didn't... <laughs> no, I don't nobody. have hey hey Dante, you have while you're on his back <laughs> shoving his face into the mud, it's like, hey, you have the idol. He's like, no, nah, I haven't found it yet. All right, back into the mud with you. <laughs> but, but that's horrible because Dante, if I was new breakfast club and I was a part of the breakfast club, why didn't you give the idol to me? I was wondering you why didn't, didn't you know I have an that. idol back then. Hmm. So what happened was, um, I can probably talk about it, but it was a little bit of a technical difficulty with my idol. And that's also why it's expired. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, um, Tony ends up giving the other one to, or Tajian's gets, uh, Dino gets Tajian's one. So what happened with mine was, um, we went to a challenge the one morning and I ended up, I hit the, the idol somewhere at camp and I took it with me, but last second I Dot, I, I just left the, the, the stone somewhere and mm. I forgot the parchment in my speedo, in my, in, inside the inner, inner lining of my speedo. So on the way to a challenge, I left it somewhere out of bounds. Um, and then what happened was I thought, okay, on the way back today, I will collect it, which funny enough, that day returning was the day that they started to erect the water challenge where we had to keep the balls above our heads. So we, we came back a different route. So then for two or three days, while they were setting up the challenge, I couldn't get to my parchment. And that's exactly the days where the idol expired or lapsed. Ah. So that kind of, so it was, a, it, was a, it was my fault. Like, you know, I didn't think, but that's the reason behind the whole expired idol. So only the and, day and- after the night on the way, I think to tribal, if I remember correct, Oh, but the day after, I was able to only uh, 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 retrieve it. And the funny thing was, the uh, the challenge, the water challenge, where we were having the border above our balls, uh, uh, the balls above our head. As we get uh, to the mat, the camera zooms onto uh, our faces, and um, you can actually everyone's looking one direction and actually see me the other direction, like squinting. And I'm looking <laughs> at the parchment like a hundred meters away, trying to figure out. How the hell am I getting this parchment back? <laughs> so that's the reason behind that whole idol. I'm happy and you brought up the- my idol swap over. It was very awkward because it wasn't the best time to do it. But if I yes. remember correctly, um, Dante, like that, and the parchment did say, you need to give this idol at the next challenge. That was the cutoff. You couldn't wait until yeah. another challenge. Now that you've got the paper, the next challenge, I was- you had to. 
I was very confused about why it expired because if I remember correctly, it's I thought it said you had until merge or it was good until merge. So that's why I was confused why it was expired because I'm like, okay, does it expire because the other one's already been given across camp? Like, is that why? I was just no, so was confused in that situation. And for Tony, if I'm following Tony right, you had to give it up at the next challenge, but it didn't expire until you got to exactly. a certain number. But okay, you had to so give the it very next. That. So, Dante, actually, you losing it was a good move because it kept you in the game longer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, so it was kind of a... a it's kind of it was a very awkward thing to 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 kind of you know get the idol expired in that sense. But then again, that idol is the thing that got me to merge. So you know, it, all in all, uh, whatever. I mean, the idol is actually right here next to me. So uh, you know, I'll keep that uh, as as a souvenir of uh, you know uh, what if uh, you know what if I did play it and I gave it to Felix or Tony or uh, 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 Teresa or you Steffi, and uh, you know what, you and, all the game would have that. You and Steffi have a matching set now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But now Tony, now Tony, which we come around to the most awkward exchange ever. <laughs> so I mean uh, I was carrying that thing around with me. So those things were not easy to hide. They're like yeah. so like I got it in my boobs, then I got it in my pants, and I like then we do this big challenge and the thing keeps moving, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. you know, I can feel this thing moving around. And I'm like, okay, I gotta get this to him. So I look at him, I'm like, I'm like, sure. I'm for you. Like, I'm trying to tell him. He's like, okay. And then we're like looking, like, now what do we do? Like, what do we do? And then Nico's like, okay, head back to camp. And I, because I knew it expired if you don't give it at that challenge. You know what I mean? They had, they had won the challenge. So he didn't need the idol then. I could have waited to give it to him at the next challenge if he needed it, if they lost. But it expires if you don't give it at that challenge. So as they're about to leave, I'm like, Oh, can I get another hug? I mean, <laughs> I owe I owe Dante an apology. I just thought he held on to it. I just thought I Dante kidding. was like, if I don't get the up. idol, nobody's getting this idol. I, I, <laughs> so, I do want to well, go back. You know, oh, go ahead, Dante. In, in, in two seasons, it was my first idol find, so I was just so stoked. And obviously, oh. the edit showed you know uh, thirty seconds of digging. I think it was. 20 minutes of rough digging to find that thing for two sessions in the afternoon and in the evening. So being the first idol, I was very reluctant anyway to even, you know, uh, give it away, it, although I couldn't play it. Um, but yeah, again, like I said, it made me make, make merch. So that's all that counts in the end. <laughs> Going back... idols weren't necessarily easy to find because Tajan um, oh, yeah. showed me the clue. And then I'll be very honest, when he wasn't, around i went and dug for it myself oh we knew you did we knew <laughs> you're not you're not pulling um, anyone figured maybe i'll go get it and keep it you know and there, there was even a confessional <laughs> where i said i think I'm no what you told me. <laughs> <laughs> and then i couldn't find it so but it was like a trial and then the next morning i was like go look for that idol like, i'll take it but i did actually want to look for it and try and keep it for myself you're you're not playing the game unless you try to steal somebody's <laughs> idol. Like that's that's part of Survivor. I uh, really quick, I want to go back to our final outpost member, and that was Steffi. You went very beginning, first person. It was uh, you and Shane with Teresa and Seamus. Seamus, yeah, yes, and oh. you guys had to basically. It was kind of like a negotiation to say, and then you guys had to vote on who you were going to give the first idol 
too that had to be played at the first tribal regardless and it ended up going to tevin first off fill me in on who you voted for so you guys voted for um tanya correct tanya. yeah and then what led to you guys voting uh tanya so on the first day on the island when we were on the boats like tanya was in our season right okay and obviously i needed to say that you know let's keep the tribe strong and all of that a week you know because tanya is quite a destructive personality if you like in the previous season based on what i what i remembered mm -hmm. but it would be someone that i would like to it would be a a loyal number you know so i saw myself in the future playing with this person and not for long but you know it's an extra person that you can get on your side. So that's why, that's why um, we played for Tanya because he, he, uh, Shane asked me, would you know on the other tribe? And I was like, only Tanya and Felix, but um, Tanya is the, the most volatile and unstable person there. So <laughs> yeah, we saw that. <laughs> she was a joy. <laughs> um, I, I do wait, wanna... wait, 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 oh, wait, wait, wait. We say now that Tanya was the most unstable, but then we met Pinty. <laughs> I, I still don't know. We didn't get the the pleasure to speak with Pinty. We did get we did get to speak with Tanya though, and they both seem amazing outside of the game. But put them in the game with the the starvation and stuff, and together it's just a recipe for disaster. Um, hold on, since Tony, hold on, since Tony's opened that yeah. door. There was a scene where Steffi and Pinty had a discussion over some rice. Oh, there was. There was. <laughs> was Pinty it? was upset. Like you, you heard in one of her confessionals, she was like, she asked, <laughs> I don't know what's happening with my metabolism. So Pinty, I don't know, Pinty picked up weight in the game. Oh, no. You know? so, I don't know. Her metabolism was like, I think it's, you know, the, the deprivation and the you can't have it that made her more hungry, you know? <laughs> so it was hectic because she wanted, ask Tony was there. Um, that scene for me was just like, I wasn't having it because she was, she constantly, she was rude. Um, yeah. And nobody, nobody said anything. And I was just like, I'm not having this. So if you can't speak to me better, then just, yeah, I'm not gonna take this. Just to, just to play devil's advocate, I might be a little rude if I show up at uh, Masu and you guys say, "Hey, we eat once per day," <laughs> and I'm coming from Yantao where I'm eating like three meals a day. What was going on with the food situation? Was the original Masu tribe just eating it all in in one day there? So we just wanted to be portion control, and we only yep. we had a rule from from day one. I mean, we only ate twice a day if there was a challenge, and if there was mm -hmm. no challenge, we just ate once. It was just okay. our way of portion control. It was agreed upon by all of us, and we were all mm -hmm. on master one point. All uh, one point oh, we were all very happy with that 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 set rule, and it made sense. I mean, we've and done also we know that the food is not going to come. We don't know when the we looked at the portion. Yeah. We said. Let's take a look how much we use and let's see that it must last for how many days. How many days? Yeah, how many days it would last because we, like Nico said on day one, this was, gonna, was going to be the hardest season ever. So rather 
ration than sit without any food. And that was our our well, method oh, madness. Seth, let's go back to the mud challenge. Did you get hurt too? In the yes. mud pit? I don't Did like I've got like 23% left of my ACL, my cruciate ligaments in my knee. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, that was quite the hectic one because <laughs> I was wrestling with Dante and I was trying to irritate Dante. And he was like, can I just get rid of this fly? <laughs> and then he just threw me up in the air. But not, it wasn't like hectic, you know. It was literally just a, my knee just shifted and dislocated. It was really an accident. And yeah, I was. it was swollen for a few days. But... Thank God it recovered and, you know, I could. Let's just, let's just never do that challenge again. I was like, when they said, we're going to just finish this up. I'm like, well, okay. Cause I found out Killarney got hurt too. And I was like, okay, Steffi out, had to be taken out of the challenge. Killarney out and Shona right now taken out. Who knows what, what Shona's case is. And I was like, and we're still doing this. Like, I was just like, let's just draw rocks or something. I, I know our time's coming to an end here, and I know you guys have to be exhausted. So first off, I want to say thank you for joining us. You guys have taken so much time out of your guys' daily lives and stuff to come and, and have word with us podcasters. And we really do appreciate it. Uh, Dante, how, how have we done so far? You're a podcaster, man. So I was a bit nervous <laughs> uh, uh, speaking with you today. I'm like, Dante might say I'm, a, I'm doing a bad job or something. <laughs> no, not at all, dude. Uh, you know, the fun thing about podcasting is uh, you do whatever you feel comfortable with. That's the yeah. beauty of it, you know, like whatever way you like to do it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just always fun to kind of, you know, recap a few memories and, uh, you know, discuss a few things and points and things that happened along the way. And, uh, yeah, dude, thanks. Uh, you know, thanks for inviting us. Of course. We always we always end this podcast with the same couple of questions. And then I'll let Abraham ask a final question here as well. But first off, what are you guys going to take away from this game? It's easier. It's a question easier to answer when we're speaking with just one of you. But as a general consensus, what are you taking away? Because casual fans just see it as, a game for money. If you don't win the money, you don't win anything. But I don't look at it like that. Abraham doesn't either. Now playing, you leave with memories that you're going to have for the rest of your life. You leave with friendships that I mean, it really becomes a, a family. Whether you win the money or not, you leave with so much uh, more joy than just that based off the relationships and stuff. So what are you guys, if you each want to answer it, um, what are you going to take away from the game? Sorry, Steph, go, Steph. I wanted to say, let's start with the Godfather. Let's start with the Godfather. I wanted to throw it in there. Uh, Okay, well, um, you know, for me, I I I just feel uh, blessed to have gotten the opportunity to to rectify my wrongs from season one and uh, have the opportunity to... You know, to try again, try be better, um, and just finally being voted out and being content. I think that's the one of the most important things besides the prize money that you can be or can get is to walk away with a full heart from this experience. Mm. And the first time around, I thought I was, and then you know, with time as I processed it, I realized like you know, I had all the mistakes I made this season. Uh, 
I may have been very abrasive on the edit, but in overall, in the overall experience, I think there was very few things I could have done better or uh, uh, differently. So um, yeah, it, I'm just happy to have had the opportunity to you know to, uh, do it better. It's interesting that Dante said that because that's actually what I was going to say. Also, something similar is that in my first season, I didn't actually appreciate and enjoy the experience as much as I should have because I came off so hurt and bitter and I carried a lot of this, you, you know, I thought I was okay. Then it starts showing on TV and then I re really go through all these, like these negative ex emotions and, and, and I, it almost ruined the experience for myself this time around. I loved it. I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a very lonely game for me. I felt alone a lot of the time. I've said that to a lot of my friends and family that I felt very ostracized and alone. And that's also okay. Like I, I don't hate that. I felt that way because the, I, I, now I'm, that I'm divorced. Um, you know, I do. I've, I'm, I've got my own company that I started recently. I do things for myself, and and that's also okay. But I think, yeah, like like um, Dante said, I've got a more positive feeling this time. I was enjoying watching it. I didn't even mind watching my exits uh, um, um, experience this time. But before, I took it all so personally. It was all everything was so personal. Now I'm just like, oh, okay, then well, that happened. Oh, okay, I'm a disease. I don't mind. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so you messaged on our Instagram. You said the picture, the second picture. Were you talking the light up one on like the scoreboard that had everyone, or were you talking the one that just said Tony finished in this place? Yes. Was that the one where I said that I looked like I had the disease? <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> oh, was the disease because that was a terrible picture. <laughs> and I just, no, I had so much more fun with this stuff. And I think it is just because. I remember now how much I gained from my first um, season. And that is, I've made the most amazing friends. Like I'm hosting an online org, as you know, uh, mm -hmm. like playing orgs, and I've met the most amazing people. And yeah. it's thanks to playing Survivor the first time. So mm -hmm. I remember now all the riches I got from that experience. And I just know that from here on in, it can just keep growing and keep getting better. Hey, don't be too mad at us because I got that picture from uh, it was your cast picture. So that's on Survivor South Africa, not me. <laughs> Steffi, <laughs> what about you? What are you taking away from this game? Sure. Firstly, I'm taking a tangible something, an idol. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'm taking a lot of experiences. Like I've I had a checklist coming into the game. I said that I wanted to connect with every single person in this game. And I did. Obviously not with um, Tevin and mm. the ones that w were voted out in the game, you know. But um, <clears throat> wanted to make genuine connections, so friends, definitely. And I played a completely different game. I played a social game and I wanted to do that and I did it. And there's nothing that I could have done except play my idol that that would have changed my entire game because I was happy and I was content with what I've done I am I'm, I'm happy with with everything that I've done on the island um, I couldn't have done it any better I think uh, you know just to add to, add to Steffi mm -hmm. I think now that the three of us are here Steffi is now officially the I think the most experienced uh, total uh, days in the game from all of us in South Africa and I yeah. think Steffi was the first one to reach 50 uh, 50 days total Tony was second and I was third so I'm not sure at the total rankings if we are the top three 
with total amount of days in the game, but I think we were the first three to reach 50 days or half a century. Wow, congratulations, guys. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, and Abraham. I also think that's oh, why ahead. they wanted to vote me out because, I mean, I only lasted 25 days and I already had like 62 days in the game. So if I had gone all the way, it would have been a, it would have been a, a problem. Well, I will say this. Abraham messaged me this morning and... <laughs> I was finishing up watching the episodes, taking my notes on it, because I, I usually tend to watch them twice. I watch them when they when we get access uh, to them, which is a little early, and then just to prepare for interviews and stuff. And then I watch it a second time into the week as you know everyone else is watching to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, but Abraham messaged me this morning, and he said, great week of Survivor. Another fantastic you know, Return of the Outcast week. And then he said, they voted out all the top players this week. So, like, oh, little little I... praise from Abraham. Well, you know, I, I, I look at Dante and his playing style. Steffi, I, I know you're playing. Tony, uh, Meryl, if she was on here. And the, the one thing I take away from this by our interviews are an opportunity to talk to somebody that played the game around the world. This is definitely an international game and an opportunity to get to meet and speak with y'all and see what your perspective is on playing this game of Survivor, you know, we're the lucky ones. We get to play. Um, and we get to meet people. And I've got to travel. I've got to hang out with my castmates over the last year and a half. I've got an opportunity to go meet other Survivor players that I viewed and wanted to see. But Randy is why I'm here now, because he interviewed me. He was one of my first second interviews. And he was like, hey, do, can I? would you like to do a podcast? I was like, Hey, Dante, I had never done a podcast before. Never had a setup. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try it. And oh. But he reached out and we got the opportunity to hang out with y'all today, which is great. And y'all are on the other side of the world playing the game yeah. of Survivor. So for me, it's a twofold thing. Great to talk to other Survivors, but also to see how you respect and enjoy the game. And it looked like y'all all had a blast. The, the last thing, we always end with this question. And I, I think I know what everybody's answer is going to be, but we have been shocked before. I know what Dante's answer is going to be. He'll shock me if he says no to this. Yeah. <laughs> Will you guys play again? Will you go back out for a third time? And it, or is this the end of the journey for you? Tony, go ahead, because you've got a smile on your face. I'm, I'm interested. I feel like I'm getting old, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I got a great beard. What are you talking about? Abe, I, beard is great. Abe, I know you were the oldest, but like in your, in your, I was like the oldest female in my in Masu. In fact, I was the oldest female in Masu, and I was the oldest female in Minda now, you know. So, no, I wasn't. I wasn't the oldest one. I was third. Yeah, no. Heather. Heather is older than me. Um, and me and me and me and uh, Brad are only a year apart. Okay, okay, okay. You must go tell Wikipedia to change their stats. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, you know, when I first finished, when I, now this round, when I got uh, voted, I was like, okay, yo, that's it. I'm done. I just feel like I'm not the person who's ever going to win Survivor. Like, there's just some people who can and there's some people who can't. They just play yeah. and they hope for the best. Um, and I don't know if I'm that person who could ever win Survivor. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm done. But okay. now we're a few months not we're a few months down. I can't. I just want to get back out there. I want to. <laughs> so yeah, if the call goes, we'll go. We'll go to Dante next, just because I want to build suspense, and I think everybody knows what Dante's answer is going to be. <laughs> what about you, Dante? Would you play again? 
Yeah, I think, you know, after the season, I said, no, I'm content, I'm happy. And I finally wow. realized what Jock Berger told me after season seven when he was asked, you know, will you play again? He said, no, because I played the game I wanted to play. And this is how I felt this time. But like Tony said, a few weeks, a few months pass, and then you realize or you think you're like, uh, I would love to be spending a little bit, uh, you know, uh, a few another few months in my speedo. So I think, you know, if, if in an ideal world, if we can have uh, world domination, you know, the US versus Australia, South Africa, New Zealand, Oh, or Kelly. we can have a tri-nations, you know, New Zealand versus Australia versus South Africa. Um, I think I would. it will be impossible to turn down uh, a, a game like that, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm always, I've got a fresh pair of Speedos, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> so it kind of cool. depends on the situation for you, right? Depends on the season and... Well, I would love, I would love to be able to compete in an international. I just feel like, you know, watching the Australian... A, a franchise i love the re the fact that it's a very kind of they they treat their survivor games very similar to their uh, to their rugby or their sports mm. you know they are very kind of physically uh, uh kind of a lot of the game is kind of the whole physical aspect of it which i love so uh, you know if there's ever a season where they just decide like no food no rewards no supplies um, you know, good luck, and we're gonna make the challenges as difficult as possible. Yeah, that's that's where I want to be. I love that survival aspect of the game. You you won't be the only speedo out in Australia. Let me just tell you that. I mean, the U.S. got <laughs> they have to hop on the speedo game here. We got South Africa <laughs> and Australia. Yeah, Abraham, give it a couple well, seasons. We, it's yeah, gonna be it's gonna become like a mandatory thing on Survivor. All men have to wear speedos. I it just makes the game. One one insect in their entire ass South Africa season. So Fiji <laughs> ha has a lot more going on that you can like. <laughs> uh, Steffi, uh, wrap us up here. Would, would you play again? Third time. So funny because after I was voted out the day after that, um, when we were in Ponderosa, <laughs> I switched on the TV and it was Survivor USA. I think it was 41 for two play. <laughs> And I was like, I want to be back out there, you know, so, so, and like Dante said, the crossover, I would really, really, really like the rest of the world to consider South Africa as, as someone to contend because we can also play this game. It's not only the US and Australia that, and I know our following might not be as big as, you know, the US or Australia, but it would be amazing if we could do a, uh, try nations like Dante said. Like I would definitely be game for that. Abraham, do you have uh, do you have anything to add before we wrap up here, man? Uh, Dante, I'm, I'm I'm drafting for my squad. Stephanie, <laughs> Tony, uh, hey, look, I love to come out there and play. And I, hey, look, it, it's it's you know this is my first time looking at a whole season because when I started my road my road to Survivor, I looked at every episode of Survivor to get ready for it. And that's how I came upon South Africa and Australia that had a survivor. Up until then, I didn't really know that survivor was in another country. So I'm with y'all. Let's 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 put a whole country together and let's play. I would Every love to take out Australia. Everyone, I want, Australia. I want to take them out. Everyone listening to this needs to make sure to watch Survivor South Africa. I think it's so interesting. I come into this being honest. I haven't seen any of your guys' seasons. I've never watched South Africa before uh, prior to this year. And when I started the podcast, I'm like, 
I am hearing so much about South South Africa and Australia. So I need to watch those seasons. And I thought about before the season started, I thought about, okay, should I go back and rewatch all the Survivor South Africa seasons? Because I'm going to be speaking with these castaways. I need to know their history. But then I thought, no, because I have a rare opportunity here. Everyone else that you guys have probably spoken with have probably seen the show before. They know what you guys did on your past season. So I'm like, this is a rare opportunity for me to come in, know nothing about all you guys were new to me. So I didn't have any preconceived notions about Mm -hmm. your guys's game. I watched for what it was this season. Mm -hmm. Um, And I enjoyed watching all of you guys play. And I think it's so interesting now watching the international versions or at least international to us. Um, I think it's interesting that every game is different. And I think it kind of fits into the mold of what Survivor is all about. Like Dante said, Australia, very physical. The challenges are probably the toughest challenges other than that that mud one that you guys did. You guys have some (laughs) tough ones too. But as a collective, Australia probably has the toughest challenges, the least amount of puzzles. So that's like the physical part of the game. I thought you guys were very social this season in terms of you can kind of miss or mix, excuse me, mix a strategy and social gameplay. I just thought the relationships meant so much to you guys. And a lot of you guys played the game. If I give you my word, it is my word. And a lot, there was numerous castaways this season who said, I stay true to my word. And that was a big thing for you guys, the relationships. And then us sometimes goes overboard with the strategy and stuff like that. And the advantages and the twists and all that. And not all of them hit. So I think it's interesting that all three, at least the three that we watch, I know there's New Zealand and UK is coming back. That just got announced. Um, But I know there's other versions, but I think it's cool. The three versions that I've heard about the most kind of fit into that social strategic and physical aspect of the game. So Abraham and I, have had an honor watching your guys' season. It's meant so much that you guys have taken time to come speak with us today. I think that's it for now. Uh, so you guys finally let you guys go get some sleep, please, because I know you guys have done so many interviews. Uh, but we, we can't thank you enough for coming on. And we always send out open invitations. Don't look in the mailbox. It's not going to be there, but it's a vocal um, open invitation. If you guys want to come on and chat about a future season. We know you guys can't do yours because you're technically still in the game. <laughs> uh, so if you guys want to come on and chat about a future episode, break it down with us. We would love to have you back. So thank you guys nice. again. And Tony, it was nice to speak to my winner pick, Tony. It's, it's nice to speak to you. Yeah. <laughs> so. I hope I'm still a winner in your eyes, baby. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Abraham, before I end this, where do we have Dante and Steffi? I think I had uh, Tony. I think I had Tony pre-merge. I'm sorry, Tony. I did. pre-merge. I just Randy. I had Steffi at top three and merge. <laughs> you had at merge. Dante, we had him. I, I had, had you merge. merge. You had him at pre-merge. Oh, so I had uh, Tony and Dante pre-merge, and then Steffi merge. And you said, where'd you have Dante? I had Dante at merge. I knew Dante was going to make the merge. So Abraham had Dante merge, <laughs> Steffi final three, and That's, Tony was the winner pick. Dante so is like my Mine was Merrill. So we lost uh-huh. both our winner picks this week. Okay. Bad bad week for you both. <laughs> hey, look, we did have Shane going out as first, and he, he barely survived. <laughs> <laughs> we both picked him. I don't know we if you guys watched that, but I had two first. I don't know how it happened. I had Killarney and Shane both going out first. I don't know if I thought it'd be like double elimination or something, but uh, 
Uh, I remember that. I was like, why you got two people? I didn't, I don't know. And I, and I didn't know exactly how the four episodes a week were going to work out. So I didn't think that because we, we saw like three eliminations a week. I don't know what I, I think I was thinking it was going to be a double elimination or something like that. Out but, of curiosity, where did you guys have Chappies? Uh, I had Chappies pre-merge. No, I, I had pre-merge. Yeah. Okay. I thought, I thought there was too much hype behind Chappies. Mm. I thought everyone had them as like a winner pick. And, and I'm like, I've seen Survivor enough to know the hype. Like Tony, two-time Survivor winner. His second season, he was the first one out. Terrible, so yeah. I just thought it, there was way too much hype behind Chappies. So, and, and I already your, apologized to him for it. <laughs> your season was so unique because the relationships that you built after the game of Survivor, and y'all came in knowing each other from you know either hanging out or going to events or being around each other. Then you came back to play the game. Mm. It, it to me. Your season didn't start on day one. It almost started at day 10. You kind of skipped yeah. all the get to know part and you went right into the game. So you didn't have to get that awkwardness of, I never met this person except for the new people. But some of y'all played the game together, hung out together, or at least seen each other on social media. And I said, this is a wild ride because it's not a day one game and y'all did not disappoint. <laughs> well, well, thank you guys again. And especially going over here, we always seem to go over because we just want this to be more of a discussion than like a proper interview because those can be so boring at times. So we just want to kind of make it like a, a little reunion for you guys to look back at the game and everything. And so thanks for going a little over with us. We could talk all day with you guys, but I know you will not be able to <laughs> handle that with how much you guys have been talking already. So until next time, thank you guys so much. And thank we you. look forward to speaking again soon. Yes, guys, thanks. 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 Thanks.